This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And Cowabunga, my name is Tim. <laughs> oh, trying out some new catchphrases for the new year. Yeah, huh? yeah for the new year. Thank and God. Cowabunga. And Cowabunga, I'm Tim. Wow, all right. Yeah. It's a playful, it's something that uh, the kids are saying these yeah, days. I like Gen, a lot of Gen Z, like myself, this is what we're saying yeah. in the hallways of our junior highs. <laughs> right. Is Gen Z even in junior high anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a there's Alpha now. Yeah, Generation Alpha. Yeah, that's what I am. <laughs> oh, that's I figured it out. I finally did the math. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, turns out Generation Alpha. Yeah. Uh, I, you took a DNA test. Turns yeah. out you're 100 percent Generation Alpha. Interesting. Uh yeah, and that's why uh you know I'm so good at skateboarding. This is what we do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the first uh, famously the first generation of skateboard. Yeah, we say cowabunga a lot. Mm-hmm. We well, do you this say cowabunga, hand, you we say and cowabunga. No, 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 you say uh, uh cuz normally my old intro was and I'm Tim. Right, but so now it's, it's and cowabunga. And cowabunga, I'm Tim. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh Tim, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the spike in downloads from uh Generation Alpha next week. Oh. Man. Once once word gets out, there's a guy that does a podcast and says cowabunga. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. Yeah, I thought podcasts were for uh, dumb old fucks, but it turns out they're for cool kids like us, too. Tom, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. back when we were in uh, you know, junior high or yeah. a little, a little younger. Mm-hmm. They put cowabunga on a T-shirt, and everybody lost their goddamn <laughs> minds. Well, if it was, if it was, like pastors were like, "We must burn <laughs> these Bart Simpson T-shirts." Well, it's if it, if it was in the Simpsons font or a Ninja Turtle font, then it was cool. See, I thought that was BS, man. That that both the Ninja Turtles and Bart Simpson said cowabunga. Yeah, because they were yeah. different types of cool. They were both very cool. Of course, yeah, but. But uh, one fought crime and one was just a little stinker. A little stinker. Yeah. You know, as an adult, mm-hmm. I'm taking off the mask. I'm not really generational. It's just <laughs> oh, but a plain old Gen Z Tim over here. Um, they, uh, <laughs> no, just plain old Gen Z Tim. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. As I'm getting older, I don't like little stinkers in my media. Tim, have you been sending letters to the TV stations again? <laughs> yeah, the, I've sent in letters to the newspaper about Dennis the Menace. <laughs> right. He is an actual menace. We what should, if he's my, a bad influence. What if my kids saw this and decided to start harassing the old man who lives next door? And Mr. Wilson, Tom, you yeah. know what? Canonically, mm-hmm. your age. Oh, really? Probably. Yeah, I was going to guess probably younger. Yeah, like 
forty year olds. Yeah. When did <laughs> when did Dennis the Menace start? The the forties. Mister Wilson was thirty five and had fought in two world wars. <laughs> they had to deal with this little shit. Yeah, and uh, you could you could see it on his face. Yeah, he had shell shock and PTSD. <laughs> Man. They made the the TV show in the in the fifties, yeah, off, uh, based on uh, mm-hmm. the comic strip. <laughs> and the, the guy that originally played Mister Wilson got so mad that he died. Damn, is that true? I think the original Mister Wilson like died during production. Yeah, <laughs> but nothing because he got so mad. I think so. I think no, uh, I think was... Dennis the Menace wound him up so much that he was like Dennis, and then pop, just keeled over right yeah. on set. <sighs> you're always trying to tell me you're you're trying you're trying to tell me that uh, the the horse that played Mister Ed. Uh, really did like to uh, wear all those clothes that they would always put them in. Yeah, no, they they didn't. They didn't. Well, what are you gonna do? You're gonna uh, write a show about a talking horse and then find a talking horse that wears clothes? No, Tom. He didn't always wear clothes. They it was just found sometimes. this horse and they were like, "This is incredible. We got to get this guy on television." This guy. <laughs> they said that about a horse. Yeah. Well, if, he's, if he's a talking horse that wears clothes sometimes, you just call him a guy at that point. Mr. Ed, what a good show. Do you know that to be a fact? Have you watched an episode of Mr. Ed since? I'm going to watch an episode of Mr. Ed tonight. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's going to hold up. I bet it's going to be even better than I remember. Yeah, but are you going to watch the whole thing? Uh yeah, that it's probably. I feel like you'll be like you watch five minutes and be like, ah, yep, see, this is goofy. All right, but now to get on with my life. Do you think like uh, because if you wanted to watch something like uh, like Star Trek: The Next Generation, you could like Google, hey, where are the best episodes, and uh, you'll find articles. Because I've done this, I've never actually watched it, but I've I've been like, maybe I should be a Star Trek guy. Mm-hmm. And you look up and it's like, oh, here's our here are the great like standalone episodes. You don't need to know anything. It's just a great uh, hour see, of I don't TV. I do that. Um, but I you wonder, won't get the full effect. I wonder if there are uh, guides like that about Mr. Ed online. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you don't need to know the lore. Oh, you know what? If Mr. Uh, but Ed, I want to know the lore. Yeah, I know. If Mr. <laughs> Ed was rebooted, mm-hmm. you'd learn all about how he got his powers. No, oh, oh, he'd be in a government experiment and something yeah. went wrong. And, and you would love that. I would. Yeah. Because I think your main criticism of Mr. Ed would be like, how did I watched he learn all how to talk? 358 <laughs> episodes of Mr. Yeah, Ed. And they never explained it. Yeah. And I never found out why he talked. No. Well, we know why he talked to uh, uh, to mess with Wilbur's life. Yeah. Speaking of old black and white shit that you oh, I thought you were going to say Wilbur. I thought you were going to have some stuff to say about Wilbur oh, and yeah, how, yeah. how upset he would get about Mr. Ed. See, I get the sense that. Uh, so, what was I? What was Wilbur's deal? And forgive me for not knowing this. Mm-hmm. Was it? Don't yeah. interrupt. Mm-hmm. A. Uh, that he had to hide the fact that Mr. Ed talked, or B, that nobody believed him that Mr. Ed talked. I believe he had to hide the fact. Okay. And and I think there was some convoluted thing, re- reason why he owned Mr. Ed. Like, Mr. Ed was, like, left in a will or something. Okay. Like, he wasn't a horse guy to begin with, and then the horse he got could talk. <laughs> 
So he was just really out of his depth. And I think for that reason, he kept it a secret. I think Mr. Ed didn't really give a shit. And no. I think that was like part of the that conflict. Was a, yeah, exactly. Okay. And just for just for clarity, <laughs> I had to say don't interrupt because <laughs> you were so animated about this that yeah, I was yeah. afraid that I, I wouldn't be able to lay out the question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what Miss I don't know what Wilbur was afraid of if people knew Mr. Ed. I don't know if he was afraid that Mr. Ed would be taken away from him. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, that's a nice sweet reason. Did Wilbur mm-hmm. try to like understand like like did like if there was a talking horse, mm-hmm. I would have like <laughs> less I would I would uh, you know I wouldn't focus on like the incidental like yeah. this is what we have to do today, Mister Ed. I'd mm-hmm. want to sit him down and like get an oral history of like what what is your life? I I think he would kind of like talk about his life throughout the show. <laughs> okay, he would have like anecdotes about like oh I remember how to do this since the time I went skiing, and he'd be like what you went skiing, Mister Ed? He'd be like oh I can't talk about it. Well, why wouldn't he talk about it? Uh, somebody was coming. <laughs> Tom, I think after 15 years, it's time to transition the show finally into a Mr. Head rewatch podcast. See, I think the great thing about shows back then, uh, which of course I was not alive for, but uh, Nick at Night was around, was uh, it seemed like they just kind of like skipped the first season of every show. Okay. Like every, like, I don't think there's, I think maybe the first episode of Mr. Ed. Shows like Mr. Ed talked to Wilbur for the first time and he like does a double take pukes <laughs> pukes. And then, and then that's just it. You know, they just, they, he can talk and I, it's never really brought up again <laughs> that he can talk. No, like how all that came about. How- oh, okay. I seem to remember, I feel like I watched the pilot not too long ago. <laughs> Okay. And I feel like it well, was I mean it was pilot season recently, so <laughs> I was going after the role of uh Mr. Ed on the reboot. Right, yeah. So you gotta watch. Um Tim, if I got offered the job of being the voice of Mr. Ed in a reboot, I'd be so happy. Tom, I think <laughs> just putting that this. out there into the world. You should be the voice of Mr. Ed and I should play Wilbur because I'm Great. frequently exasperated by <laughs> Yeah. And I like uh, uh, talking at you, telling yeah. you things. Um, no, I, I think they flipped the script a little bit. I think in the first episode, mm-hmm. Wilbur is so surprised that he talks yeah. that he's trying to show other people oh, that Mr. Okay. Ed is not playing along. Yeah. But I think it does flip to... You know. Yeah, that he doesn't want... Because that's just like the sitcom trope is... The protagonist is like constantly trying to hide something, right? You know, the, uh, think of like Three's Company uh, with uh, like Mister Roper. They were always trying to what was it? They were trying to pretend Jack was gay, yeah, so he could live with the two girls, yeah. Uh, uh, Alf. They were always trying to hide Alf. Uh, yeah, I mean that's how you get misunderstandings. Yeah, and that's that's what drives sitcoms. Anyway, 143 episodes. Wow. Of Mr. Ed. We can do it. And how many hours is each episode? Uh, it doesn't say here. Mm. I'm guessing. Cuz I know they broke them up into half hours for their <laughs> first syndication. Um, yeah, Tom, mm-hmm. speaking of old black and white stuff, yeah. uh 
Have you ever? Uh, oh, we're this week we're talking about Mickey Mouse, but not. Oh, oh, oh hold on, oh, Tom. Oh, oh, okay, hold on. You're not allowed to do that. What? Huh? Huh? That's not. That's not Mickey Mouse. This is parody. It's parody. Tom, hold we're on. only allowed to talk about Steamboat Willie. Oh, I think it's actually it's a little bit more than Steamboat, but but explain why it's only Steamboat okay. Willie. Welcome to our Mickey Mouse episode. We're doing this, Tom. You know what? You know, a lot uh, for years people have been accusing this of being a Mickey Mouse (laughs) podcast, but this week it really is. Tom, uh, in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, a peek behind the curtain here, Tom. Yeah. You suggested that we do this episode Mm -hmm. on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Um, because of the the copyright, yeah, uh, the, the copyright expiring on Steamboat Willie. It's public domain, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, we've been thinking about topic ideas on more than one occasion. I was like, we should do like Mickey Mickey Mouse and like the 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 Disney crew, like Mickey right. Mouse and Mickey, his crew, Mickey and friends. Yeah, is how they're like, referred to. I don't know what their deal is, and you were always like, why would we do an episode? I brought it up several times, and you made me feel <laughs> the fool uh-huh. for even bringing it up. I just wanted to uh, address. Yeah, that. but you always brought it up. You're you're always like, yeah, what's their deal? Who's making love to who? And I just didn't like the way you approach. Making that. love is a nice way to put it. Yeah, th- you know what though? In that way, it made it feel even creepier that you you. Uh, and also, Tom, I think it's pretty clear who's making love to who. I. Th- you don't know what happens once they turn the lights out? Mm. Yeah. And so you thought the episode would just be speculation. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's that's something we could do. That. Uh, I think we're going to focus a little bit more on mm. uh, the legal aspects of things <laughs> right. this week. Well, Tim, I mean, we're two uh, prominent lawyers in the community. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there, they're, they're probably hearing uh, Steamboat Willie slash Mickey Mouse is in the public domain. What does this mean? I should I should see what those lawyers that I'm always uh, the the two men who passed the bar exam that even go to law school. <laughs> um. So yeah. So thanks to the Copyright Term Extension Act yes. of uh, 1998, which was also known as the Sonny Bono Act, also known as the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um. The uh, life of a copyright mm-hmm. um, would last um, for the life of the author. Yes. Um, plus. plus 70 years. Yeah. And for works of corporate authorship, mm-hmm. which is what Mickey Mouse is. Yeah, yeah. Owned by the Disney Corporation. Um, 95 years from publication or 120 years after creation, whichever end is earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, 95 years after Steamboat Willie comes out, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Have you yeah. ever watched it, Tom? Tim, I watched it today. It stinks, right? Um, it's a weird cartoon. Yeah. It's, I mean, not much really happens. Not much really happens. It Its claim to fame, which I think a lot of people uh, forget, is that it is the first cartoon that had synchronized sound. Yeah. Before this, all cartoons, they were s- silent. I mean, maybe there would be like a musical accompaniment, but not scored to the action on screen. Right. Uh, so that was a big deal at the time, which apparently they made it 
They actually made and screened another Mickey, I think, called Plain Crazy first. Yeah, no, nobody was really feeling yeah, it. Yeah, nobody really liked it, and yeah. it was silent. And they were, I guess, in the middle of making Steamboat Willie, and supposedly it was Walt Disney who was like, this needs to have sound. We need to figure out how to do, how to synchronize sound to animation uh, and put this out as the first thing. Yeah, which was like legitimately. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, groundbreaking thing. Nobody had done it before, and it is kind of it is interesting in watching the cartoon, thinking about like, oh yeah, this is the first time we're hearing like cartoon sound effects for anything, right? Yeah, and they're like, did you read that uh, Walt Disney biography that came out a few years ago? No, I've um, never read any of them. You've never read a Walt Disney biography? No. What the hell? <laughs> I haven't done it. Um, it was actually pretty fascinating. Like he was yeah. so hands on. Like it is like knowing what mm-hmm. this became, how like this kicked off. It didn't really kick off. Um, there was that uh, <coughs> rabbit guy. What was his name? Oswald the Rabbit. Oswald the, Oswald rabbit. the Lucky Rabbit, which I but, want to talk about too. But like this kicked off essentially Walt Disney animation for yeah. all intents and purposes, which has like became the has become this uh this, Yeah, this huge Yeah. Yeah. But like if it didn't mm-hmm. become this thing, Walt Disney would have been a fucking maniac. Yeah. Just where he's like, oh we need this mouse to make funny noises. And he was so <laughs> He was so particular about the actual soundtrack, yeah, yeah. made them do it a million times. Like, and it's just like cool, but he was also like a grown man being like, the mouse boinging <laughs> noise is 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 not to my liking. We need to do it again, you jackasses. And he was also like, you know, ill tempered and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah. The from what I read, they were talking about the the character before Mickey Mouse, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney, like Walt had made like a animation studio and they were selling these to uh, or licensing them to Universal. Right. And Universal was putting these out. And basically Universal, I guess, started to realize like, why are we paying this? Why don't we just hire all the animators away from him? Offer them more money, uh, but we'll cut him out completely. We own this character. We'll just do that. Uh, And it was after that that Walt Disney was like, oh, I got boned. I've got to come up with a new character. That's a direct quote. Yeah, I got boned. It was so... It was... uh... It was such a famous quote of his that they put it on his gravestone. <laughs> I got boned. Well, Disney, I got boned. Uh, so he got boned and he, he said, I need to come up with a, my own original character. And what he came up with was Mickey Mouse. Who, uh, what he came up with or what Ub Iwerks came up with? Yeah, one of his animators. Like yeah. they, they at least came up with it together. Like he at least was... Saying like, now nah, do this, do that. Yeah, what was he though? I don't know. Damn. Uh, who read the biography? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then you. Then the story is the yeah. official story is. Hey, mm-hmm. they came up with it together. It was a real collaboration. I mean, even if it wasn't a collaboration, collaboration, I'm sure 
it wasn't, you know, that that guy brought his first draft and Walt Disney said, perfect. I'm not going to make you work any harder on that. Well, of Iwerks is like, uh, is, uh, is a force himself. Yeah. In just so you know, I just, he's he's, not just some guy. He's got a a interesting name. Yeah. How do you spell it? U-B. Uh huh. That's the first name. Yep. I-W-E-R-K-S. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard either of those names before. Interesting. He looks like this guy we know, Billy. Hey, he does look like that guy we know, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, when I was reading about that, about the the Universal stuff, I was reading about that uh, Walt had two like rolls of film under his arms at one point in Manhattan and just like marched his way up to like, you know, one studio and like showed them and then like marched his way to the other studio. And I was thinking like, this isn't a a grown man with like, I've got these rabbit cartoons and you need to buy them. See, um, just because I feel like, especially at the time, like kids' entertainment was not taken seriously at all. I mean, this wasn't necessarily for kids, though. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was just kind of like people all- were stupid back then. <laughs> people were stupid. They like cartoons. Just watch all the movies and stuff from back then. It's for stupid people. <laughs> uh, they were figuring everything out, and all the music was like. Yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> like in, in general, the I wish they bring it back. I wish the the next Avengers movie, the Avengers come out. It's like, oh, the stakes are high this time. Look at this. Um, but yeah, so, but I want. I forgot the whole reason I brought up this Oswald the Lucky Rabbit thing. Yeah. Do you know how Disney got the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit back? Uh. I should, because as as I mentioned, I read that book, but I do not remember. Well, so I guess actually the copyright, which in in a sec, let's talk about copyright versus trademark. Uh, but the copyright to the Oswald that's the Rabbit. people want to hear, right? <laughs> Exactly. That's why I teased it. Uh, the copyright to the Oswald the Rabbit shit uh, cartoons had expired by this point, but the trademarks had not. The trademarks still belonged to, uh, at the time, NBC Universal. I guess, are they still? Yeah, they're still together. What? NBC and Universal? Or are they they still- are now, but were they at the time? No, no, not way back then. Oh, okay. I'm saying what I'm saying at the time, 2006, when Disney acquired the trademark back. Uh. The way Disney acquired the trademark of Oswald back was by... Uh, that was me. I'm sorry. I had my uh, my sound unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. a text message from my father-in-law. Uh, get away from my daughter. <laughs> you ruined just, her life. It's weekly threatening text. <laughs> um, no, do, Tom. It just said, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for marrying my daughter. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> he's he's, <laughs> he he's every just week. reflecting on it. <laughs> My uh, daughter seems so happy. <laughs> she really did marry the man of uh, everyone's dreams. Thanks, Tim. And hey, cowabunga yourself. <laughs> um, so they got, Disney got it back by trading for Oswald the Rabbit, Al Michaels, the oh, sports really? broadcaster. Yeah. He was signed to a deal 
uh, ABC had lost the their NFL license or it, it was up or whatever. But Al Michaels had just signed a deal to ESPN, which is part both ABC and ESPN are part of Disney. Right. And I guess he like NBC wanted him back for the NFL games for like the, I don't know, Sunday night football, Monday night football or whatever, one of the big ones. And he kind of wanted to go back too. And somehow they worked that deal. All right, we'll give you Al Michaels back if you give us the trademark to Oswald the Lucky <laughs> Rabbit. Um, That's a feather in Al's cap. Can I tell you well, something Well, it's else? funny. There is a uh, like a quote from him where he was talking about it, I guess, like right around then. And he was like, he was like you know what? I think it's great. Yeah, I'm going to be the answer to a trivia question one day. <laughs> Um, according to uh, Drew McGarry writing for Defector, mm-hmm. uh, Al Michaels has never eaten a vegetable. I mean, he has to have eaten one by accident. Growing up, Al refused to eat them and was never forced to because even back then, being Al, My- Al Michaels had its privileges. Wow. Um, yeah, all he he's like one of these guys that is like... A thousand years old, and all he eats is steak. <laughs> all he eats is steak and cigars and whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was, yeah. Oh, I was going to also say valuable enough life to trade for a cartoon rabbit, <laughs> right? And for God to keep around, yeah. despite him not eating any vegetables. Um, the reason why there are two reasons why they want to get Oswald the rabbit back. Uh, Bob Iger had promised Walt Disney's daughter. For, oh. Walt Disney's daughter really wanted uh, Oswald the Rabbit back under the Disney stable. But also... Who cares? I don't know. Was she on the board or something? Maybe. Uh. Or maybe just... Wait, Walt Disney's daughter's got to be like... Uh... Yeah, she was like 75. Okay. Uh, but also a... Uh, Somebody had pitched a, a new Mickey Mouse video game with Oswald the Rabbit. And for some reason, that was enough to get Bob Iger like, yep, we got to get him back for this game uh, called Epic Mickey. And there's a sequel. And the first one was on the Wii. I don't know about the second one, but apparently pretty good. They actually sound pretty cool because it's apparently like Oswald's kind of the bad guy in mm-hmm. it, at least in the beginning. And he exists in like, a parallel universe where like he was Mickey Mouse. Right. Because like he, like he almost was. Right. Where like he was the right. one that they like made parks for and stuff. And he's like jealous of Mickey because of that. Uh because I don't know, maybe he, like winds up in yeah, this that dimension makes sense. or whatever. Yeah. But uh what yeah. could have been? Tom, mm-hmm. that sounds interesting. Yeah. But think of how much more interesting it would have been oh, if instead of Oswald Rabbit, it was Al Michaels. <laughs> that, that's true. If it was Al Michaels and Dis- and, and Mickey Mouse yeah. in the game. Uh, the game's metafiction plot parallels Oswald's real-world history dealing with the character's feelings of abandonment by Disney and envy toward Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And uh, Wait, that, the, Oswald's real, uh, <laughs> real world? Yeah, uh, his real resentment? world. Yeah. Like the real Oswald? Yeah, I want to watch some of this Oswald because apparently he's like kind of a dick. Uh, Disney historian David Gerstein describes the difference between Mickey and Oswald. Imagine Mickey if he were a little more egotistical and fallible. Or imagine Bugs Bunny if he talked the talk but wasn't as good as walking the walk. 
So like a, a Bugs Bunny that like would fuck things up. A Bugs Bunny would be like, eh, you know, like pulling pranks or whatever on Elmer Fudd. But then like Elmer Fudd does shoot him. He's like, ah, shit. I sh- why did I provoke Elmer Fudd? Yeah. That that kind of situation. <laughs> why did I provoke Elmer Fudd? Uh, Never a question you want to be asking yourself. No. Um. I look. This is a question for maybe after the break. Uh huh. But what is Mickey Mouse's deal? What is his personality? Just a guy? Well, the funny thing—he's like kind of a an underdog, you know. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I mean, not. I mean, he's been in too many cartoons now. See, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. You can't reasonably, and this is a movie star thing, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I can't suspend my disbelief. I know that Mickey Mouse is the symbol mm-hmm. of the world's most powerful entertainment conglomerate right. that has ever existed. And like he is their crown jewel. Yeah, he's so to the be face like, of the company. This guy's an underdog in some freaking three minute short that plays before uh you know the the, the Moana sequel. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. He's not that. He's not that good of an actor. I know you're the guy. You're the face of the the multi billion. Yeah, but I think in his world he's not though. In his world, he's just like a regular guy. He's just a regular Mickey Mouse. Nah, it's the same. Can Tom Cruise play an underdog, Tom? Um, I would argue he kind of is an underdog in the Mission Impossible movies. What are you kidding me? He's always the guy that like. Everybody's like this guy will be no problem to. No, to take they're care not. Of. Yeah, they are. Look at Henry Cavill when he was like loading his fist. Yeah, but he was he got defeated <laughs> immediately. Uh, they're always proven wrong, and it's the same thing with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but just because there's a bunch of dumb guys. Yeah, coming but at like you. Tom Cruise is always up against like an entire government, and and like his government's told him you're not on the case. We're not. We're gonna disavow. Have you seen any of the Mission Impossible? Yeah, I've movies? seen not the most recent one. Yeah, me but neither. I, it's still yeah. not on. Like uh, you still gotta like rent it. Oh, it's not on like Paramount Plus no. or whatever yet. Stinks, right? Yeah. Well. Ah, I, I, it sounds like it's not all that great. Like not as good as the 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 other. Did past you see couple. he uh, jumps over a thing on a on a dirt bike or something? Yeah, he jumps off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Did you have you have you been uh, have you heard about that at any time <laughs> yeah, since yeah, 2018? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. started been, posting been about videos of it. Um, they were like, "Hey, why did this movie flop?" It was like, "Oh, did it flop? Maybe because you showed the the main the part of the scene. movie." Uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram for the last five years. Yeah. Well, and you also like you showed the best part without any special effects in it. Yeah. So then when I see in the commercial that like you made all the scaffolding into a mountain, I'm like, oh, it's a special effect. They made the scaffolding into a mountain. Yeah, yeah. That scaffolding's not there in the movie. Oh. I guess it. Why would there be a ramp? Yeah, right. But still, it's like I don't know. Then make the scaffolding look like a mountain. Don't yeah. Just, if you're gonna just do that with computers, then people are just gonna uh, either assume you did the whole thing with computers or go, well, then just do the whole thing with computers. Tom Cruise needs to come to us. I've been saying that for years, Tim. Talk some sense into this guy. Yeah, maybe be a little luckier in love. Well, it. it 
you know, if they're like, oh, we're not going to use CG, and it's like, but we're just going to use CG for like a little bit. Yeah. It's like, mm, come on. I mean, that's that's the that's the big uh, secret nowadays in Hollywood. Like all these people, the like dirty little secret. Yeah. Like like Christopher Nolan, you know, like looking down his nose at uh, like, oh, in Oppenheimer, we did things practically and it's like yeah and then when it wasn't exactly perfect you touched everything up in digital yeah. uh or like yeah you really made that explosion but then there were buildings over there so you put green screens up and you just paint that out afterwards like i don't know christopher nolan you stink right is yeah that stop saying? making movies enough is enough obviously you don't know what you're doing yeah hey all of hollywood stop making movies leave it to the pros us This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, Tim. I think uh, we should probably we should we should talk about the legal aspect here. That's what people come that's to. That's what people are. And that's, two of the <laughs> foremost legal minds. Yeah. So here's the deal with copyright and trademark and why they're different. I believe, and you know, and just just to, give a discla- just to give a disclaimer, I am a lawyer. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, Thank you for clarifying. Uh, but but Tim's uh, 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 on the Supreme Court, so he makes it for both of us. Hey, He's uh, the one making all those decisions everybody's been so happy about. 
Um, I'm doing my best over here. I don't understand any of the words that they're <laughs> they're making me say. So the a copyright is like on. Uh, an, did I tell you what? I had a dream <laughs> that you and I were on the Supreme Court? No, you didn't tell me that. I didn't remember that. Somehow we 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 wound up on the Supreme Court. <laughs> Wait, we mean somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, but it wasn't like in the dream the explanation, and then you forgot. No, it was like, well, maybe I don't okay. know. Like, it was also like I was like some I wacky don't know if we parliamentary. Be doing this. I have dreams like that a lot, where I am suddenly like in a job or situation that I've like, no, like I'm waiting backstage to go on in like a play. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what play this is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I was like, all right, well I'm just gonna. And then I came up with the gambit of like, look, Tom. And like, I explained it to you. I was like, we're just going to write in plain English. Like, uh-huh. cause I think we were, it was daunting to us. So <laughs> right, we're like, of course. how do we write in this legally? That, that was the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I'm outraged about all these decisions on the yeah. court. So it's like, okay, like deep down, I'm just like, I know this stuff, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Like I can, I have opinions. I know how things should be. I'm so angry about it. I, yeah. I guess I must be right. Um, Tim, how often do you have dreams that are some kind of King Ralph or like Dave situation? Where I'm just like uh, somehow an important person in the world. Yeah, and and you're the guy who like just talks plain English that everybody, like a Bullworth situation. Yeah, but get this, Tom. We we, we, we were both like, all right, cool. This is going to be cool. We'll write our decisions in plain English. This is why. uh, We'll be the the two most popular Supreme Court justices. Yeah, and then everybody's like, you idiots. You can't do this. (laughs) We got kicked off the Supreme Court. Wow. Yeah, it's a whole scandal. It's supposed to be a lifetime appointment. Yeah, I know. Huh. Well, something to keep in mind if it ever happens in real life. (laughs) Learn learn up about how to write things that sound all legal. So in a way, I am a lawyer. Okay. I was kicked off the Supreme Court in a dream. <laughs> right. Um, so copyright's like on an individual work and your ability to make derivatives from that work, to make copies of that work. And when I'm talking about work, I mean like an a, a, a a, like a mouse. Like, no, I'm not talking or about a, a mouse. I'm talking about a movie or a song or a book, something like that. Not just an idea. Okay. Now, a trademark is something like a business is using as their brand or in some way just like very closely aligned to the company itself that if another company used that trademark it would cause confusion in the marketplace and so if if you were um i don't know like a gas station and you're like my gas station is going to be called bp also right BP. And BP has been around for over 95 years, so I'm on right. solid ground here, right? But, but you wouldn't because BP would come along and say, no, 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 you're tr- you're tricking people into yeah. thinking you're us, and that you can't do. And now this applies to Mickey Mouse in that uh, Disney sells the trademark to Mickey Mouse, which trademarks are in perpetuity. As long as you're using the trademark, you don't lose it. Now, if they stop using it, if they just let Mickey Mouse go dormant for a long time, then they could lose that. And that's why you'll see. That's why they wouldn't have a, a, a mascot that's a bear 
Because the bear hibernates for months at a time. I think it has to happen for longer than months at a time. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, But that's why... Well, then it wouldn't be like, uh, what are cicadas? Right, right. they go away for years at a time. Yeah. Well, and actually, I think it's not even necessarily... Not not, cicada. Not using it in a long time. It's that in combination with like not fighting people yeah. who are using it, which is why like you'll see the they're they're like kind of cheap stories. I feel like you'll see stories all the time. This happened famously with Disney of like they they told a daycare that they couldn't have Mickey Mouse and and Donald Duck painted uh, in murals on the walls because that violated their trademark. And in a lot of cases, the company's not trying to like screw over some small business or whatever. It's that if they don't defend their trademark, then Universal Studios could say, oh, well, it seems like they don't care. So we made a Mickey Mouse movie. And now we can point to this that we know Disney knew about and they didn't make a big deal about it. So it's reasonable to think it was fine. The other story is that... uh... Somebody was trying to carve Winnie the Pooh into a child's gravestone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Disney was like, you can't do that. Yeah, and I mean... And I- also, like, no kids actually like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Disney was more like, come on, you're lying. The parents might like it because they're weird, but this yeah. kid... Yeah. I mean, I think... um Like, I don't know why, I I don't know if they could technically, you know, work a way around that by, by just like licensing that, you know, by saying to like that kid's parents, okay, you can get a license. But I also, I also don't, I completely get Disney being like, you know, we'd rather not be in the licensing characters for children's gravestone business. Like, so we'd rather just. It's a lucrative business town. Be fair. Well, that's why they're the- fools. Iger, you fool. Yeah. Well, and that's why that was the Eisner days. I think. Yeah, the Eisner days. Imagine if there was just like a whole line of cartoons where it was like, the, like they're the only ones that license themselves for children's gravestones. So it's all just right, it's like right. we're moving on. Sad. Just like that's all these characters are known for. I get it. I get why they just, they're like, we're going to be fair to everyone. Nobody can do this. We have to fight this. I mean, I also get that they're like, it's depressing. We don't want that. But can I ask you a question, Tom? Mm-hmm. As a lawyer? Yeah. As From one lawyer to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the Steamboat Willie yes. copyright mm-hmm. expired. Yes. I know it's a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of all these uh, Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They start playing a little thing at Steamboat Willie as part of the the stinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that for them to be like? Eh, that's like uh, it's our thing. Uh, you well, actually can't they, use it. They started making a bunch of Steamboat Willie merch that like they hadn't done in a long time. Like they started making like black and white Mickey Mouse dolls, and I believe that that probably is part of like. Well, now if somebody makes. A black and white Mickey Mouse doll. We can point to. Look, we just did that. Right. Whereas before, maybe so, if they hadn't done that, somebody might have been able to argue. Well, I nobody would confuse this black and white Mickey plush animal my company makes 
for a Disney product because Disney's never made a black and white version of Mickey Mouse. Uh, right, right, right. So like, I could see that being just kind of covering their bases a little bit. Um, you know what stinks about all this stuff coming mm-hmm. into the public uh, domain? What's that? The uh, the imagination, yeah, of the people who mm-hmm. now are like, oh, these characters, these beloved characters, are now in the yeah. public domain, or like these works, and it's always like. We're going to make a slasher movie with these kids stuff. Yeah. And like, I think there's already one in the works for, yeah. Yeah. And like, they did it with that Winnie the Pooh and that came. And nobody likes that stuff. Nobody watches that that stuff. That Winnie the Pooh movie had like a 1.7 rating. Like, it was apparently just. Yeah, but also nobody likes Winnie the Pooh. We all know. Yeah, but it was like apparently just like a literally unwatchable, like, just extremely poorly made thing. Yeah, so it's either like on the the like quote unquote official side, it's like, yeah, we're gonna make this a uh, you know bloody and yeah, violent, yeah. and then on the like internet joking side, it's like we're gonna show their dicks. <laughs> yeah, and then and then everybody's like, how come Disney's so uptight about their characters? They don't want anybody else using them when that's everybody's first instinct. Let's have them kill and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, can't wait for. <laughs> Donald Duck to enter the fray. Yeah. Um, I think it is interesting because, yeah, you're right. Uh, the uh, same thing happened with Winnie the Pooh, I think, two years ago now, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, whatever. Uh, that that seems to be people. I mean, I guess it's just like the cheap thing to do. But the the other thing I was going to say as a lawyer is that the thing I think everybody needs to remember is that like none of this is super cut and dry and clean. And it's basically a like, how much do you want to poke the bear? The bear being the Disney mouse. or the mouse. Cause the bear hibernates Tom. Remember the bear. Hibernates. That's, that's a I forgot trademark. about that. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of the law is going to, and What's interesting about Mickey Mouse going into the public domain this year is that people have thought for years like, oh, surely Disney's got some something up their sleeve in the 11th hour that they're going to get this copyright extended. Right. Um, As they have. Uh, they had Sonny Bono's uh, widow in their pocket. Yeah. Um, Sonny Bono was unavailable to be senator at the time because yeah. he had smashed into on a, a tree. On and account died. of being dead, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's kind of everything's a little because I saw also people pointing out that like, like one of the big things is with any character that goes into the public domain that they say, okay, you're only. You can only use the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse, as you were talking about before. So you can't use the modern version of Mickey Mouse, who has like uh, like pink skin, I guess, and like black hair around it, and like whites in his eyes. The red overalls. The red overalls. I think even the or the, the, gloves the white there? gloves, the white maybe, or, or or maybe that particular version of the gloves. Yeah. Um, and I know this happened somewhat recently because, like, the rights around Sherlock Holmes 
I think now everything Sherlock Holmes is public domain. Right. Like as of maybe this year or last. But for a little while, like the early stories were, but not the later. And his uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's estate sued Netflix for that. Um, forget what it was called, but it was like uh, um, the girl from Stranger Enola Things. Yeah, Holmes. Nola Holmes. Like, yeah. oh, Sherlock's little sister. Because the version of Sherlock in the movie played by Henry Cavill is like not a dick, basically. And they were like, no. All the early stories, Sherlock Holmes is a dick. It's not till later that he has any kind of humanity about him. So they're violating the copyright of those later stories. The estates of anybody <laughs> stink. I mean, that's that's what and Marvin Gaye estate like yeah. ruined pop music. Yeah, I mean they're they're just trying to get theirs. They don't care about how that affects. My grandfather did a thing. Yeah. Or my great grandfather. Get a job, assholes. <laughs> um, so, sim- so same thing with Mickey Mouse that, um, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse saying, oh boy, that didn't happen in Steamboat Willie. So you can't have your version of Mickey Mouse saying, oh boy, well, in a then, thing. Tom, what the hell? Yeah. yeah, what's even worth it? But I also think these like these Mickey Mouse uh, slasher movies that are coming out. I think that they could are they already... going to be like, oh no, Steamboat Willie's coming because like he's not Mickey Mouse. Is I, it, no, I think is he it Mickey is Mouse Bill. in Steamboat Willie? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Which also idiot. people keep forgetting too. Minnie's in that. Minnie is also public domain. Oh, Tom, I know what you want to see. <laughs> it's already out there. Um, <laughs> Tom's been uh, on the AI doing <laughs> Minnie Mouse upskirts. <laughs> um. <laughs> You, you really threw my entire train of thought. I thought you were just going to be like, ooh. I was, but then I was like, why did he have such a specific Minnie Mouse upskirt? Turning it around on me for your perversion? Well, I was like, what is that? I'm like, so in these upskirts, are they like animated upskirts or are they like, oh no, I had a camera and I walked by a cartoon character? <laughs> you tell me, you sicko. Uh, but I was going to say these slasher movies, I think there's a strong case to be made that they could have made those slasher movies before under parody laws. Right. And under fair use and all that. I get why you don't want to and that maybe you feel more emboldened now because the character's and you public get a domain. pop because it's like, hey. Oh, absolutely. Another- like a bunch of projects got announced just based on, you know, I, I can't tell you how many headlines I saw this week, especially researching this of like, well, he's only been in the public domain for an hour and there's already it's like, yeah, he's been in the public domain for an hour and we've known for 20 years the moment that was going to happen. Right. Like people have had time to prepare and it's not illegal to start working on something before it's in the public domain. Also, interestingly, which I've I haven't seen as much about uh, Peter Pan entered the public domain. uh, Peter Pan. Guys, we got to stop with Peter Pan. It's a weird story with uh, with uh, problematic stuff all over. Well, and so now the it's interesting because the book is public domain, but the book version of Peter Pan is a lot different than the Disney cartoon version of Peter Pan. Um, and one of those things is like, he's like an even bigger dick in the book. 
Uh, but that's like another thing where, okay, you're free to make your adaptation of Peter Pan, but you're going to have to be like super careful about violating, like, does it mention that what his costume looks like in the book and does it match, uh, the, the Disney version? Cause if it doesn't, guess what? Like just you can't, make new stuff. Who cares? You can't. No, I mean, I think things going into the public domain is a great thing and a necessary thing. And yeah, like, of course. And it gives people the ability to like, without any restriction, take something and adapt it and make it into, you know, new art. Yeah, I agree. I just think uh, nobody has any imagination. Well, you should see this slasher movie I'm planning to make with uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you got to stop texting me these uh, these Minnie Mouse picks that you're <laughs> well, generating Tim, on the, AI. There, there's a reason why it's going to be Ray at R. Tom, I can mean, I that's, ask you a question? That's the other annoying thing I've seen a bunch of like a- AI generated stuff in Mickey, and it's like, AI already would do that. <laughs> like, that, that is nothing. And then conversely, I've seen people be like, I told ChatGPT to make this, and it refused. And it's like, yeah, one of their priorities isn't like, oh, make sure we can start <laughs> violating. When the clock strikes midnight. Yeah, at, when, the struck, when the clock strikes midnight, let's make sure we start pissing off one of the biggest entertainment companies in the world. Well, Tom, uh, chat GPT apologist. Uh, I'm just saying don't get mad at it because who knows what, you know, it's going to wind up doing. Tom, I don't know how to... Uh, Pronounce this guy's name. Chris Diamantopoulos? Yeah, yeah. He's handsome, right? He he was in um uh Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the current voice of Mickey. He's or maybe a, not current. No, but, he's current. Oh, okay. I know yeah, he has since been for I think twenty thirteen or so. Yeah. He does a great job. He does. Mm-hmm. Which like what he's handsome. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't look or sound like he'd be able to do Mickey Mouse. Tom, okay, so he was uh, he was on The Office, right? Mm-hmm. He was going to steal Pam away from Jim. You remember that plot He line? was the, uh, the, the, boom, the operator. boom operator, yeah. Yeah. And but, then he was the three commas guy in uh, in Silicon Valley, the, the venture capitalist. Yeah. But like, he's, he's handsome, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what else? <laughs> why do you keep focusing on how handsome he is? <laughs> Tom, I'll tell you why. He voices Mickey Mouse, famously uh-huh. unhandsome. And also... <laughs> I don't think Mickey Mouse is handsome enough. What? You're a real sicko. And then in the uh, the 2012 Three Stooges movie, he played Mo. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, you can't tell me that's a handsome guy. <laughs> guy who plays Mo, Mo. Howard. Yeah, because uh, did we watch that for something? No, I've never seen or, it. Or maybe I just watched clips for something. And he was good in that, too. Yeah, yeah. he's a talented guy. That was cool how they just were like, we're not going to make like a biopic. Or, we're just going to make a new Three, three Stooges. Three Stooges shorts, yeah. right? No, they made a feature-length movie. Yeah, no, but it was like it yeah, was yeah, made up of same. three shorts, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it was. People clowned on it, but it, it was actually pretty good from the parts I saw. Yeah, um, but yeah, there, there's been. That's, Whoa, you know who played uh, Young Mo? Who the boy? <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? No, the famous boy, the other famous boy. <laughs> Skyler Gizondo. Oh, Gizondo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Played Young Mo? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. What is we should watch this movie. He's uh, the new Jimmy Olsen. Wow. 
Wow, Mo Howard and Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> um, no, but I was going to say, one of the things about Mickey that I feel like growing up, at least for us, you always heard like, like, why does everybody even care? Like, they don't even use Mickey Mouse. But there has been a Mickey Mouse cartoon now for a long, like, I don't know. Yeah, I tried to watch it. Uh, I tried to get my son into yeah, And like, neither of us really liked it. Yeah. But it's been going for yeah. for a long time now. I, when I was in Disney Paris, uh, like when we went to eat lunch in a place, they had like, and I was like, what the hell are these? And new new Mickey Mouse cartoons? Mickey Mouse Mickey at Ma- Disney now, World? I heard this guy's name before. Um, so yeah, Mickey's out there. He's being used. You know, he's, he's doing the best he can. <laughs> which is Which is not much. Um, Mickey Mouse, his personality stinks. I know he's an underdog, mm-hmm. but he's not. Like, uh, the only good thing Mickey Mouse has ever been in mm-hmm. was the only watchable part of Fantasia, which is the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, right. The rest of it is just like uh, not if you're high, not if you're on drugs. Mm. Sor- uh, fan- Disney's Fantasia, apparently the first movie in stereo. From what I was reading, wow, yeah, which makes sense. I like like a lot of uh, music stuff. It's it's uh, interesting when you're like, oh, Walt Disney made the first cartoon with sound mm-hmm. and the first cartoon with stereo sound, and then it's like, uh, I love Lucy was like revolutionary in the way that they like uh, actually like filmed things like technically. Mm-hmm. It's like well, and that's what oh, even things like. Uh, the, All these landmark things were actually doing innovative, yeah, uh, uh, creating innovative processes. Uh, plain crazy, uh, the 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 technically first Disney movie, but the second one that or the Mickey movie, the second one that came out was the first animated film to use a camera move, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, and that's why I was reading that they were saying like Disney's thing has always been technology. Like they've always been like pushing at the forefront of of things like this. Uh which like, I don't know, I guess like as a kid, you see that. Well, like when you go to Disney World or whatever you and like Pixar and stuff, you see like, oh yeah, like all like technology. But you think like, ah, that's new. They didn't used to be like that. But so I thought it was kind of interesting to say, like, yeah. oh no, that they've always been like a very uh technology pushing company. Something that uh surprised me about Mickey Mouse. I have this old book that mm-hmm. I got somewhere, I don't know. Like when you have a, a child, people give you a lot of books. Yeah, yeah. This is an old book. It's like one of those golden books, you know, the golden yeah, books? Yeah, yeah, the little golden yeah. books. Yeah, and it was like, uh, Mickey and Pluto go to space. Go to hell. <laughs> well, it, like, honestly, like... Uh, <laughs> it would have been better off. <laughs> it's about, it's about like, them, like, building a rocket and going... Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, Peg Leg Pete comes. Yeah, yeah. And he steals the rocket. Mm-hmm. But, like, Mickey and <laughs> Donald Duck have, like, guns. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, <laughs> like, was this an authorized book? <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was, like, written in, like, you know, 1962 mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, uh, uh, when they're on the rocket ship and Peg Leg Pete is there, like... Mickey hits him in the head with a baseball bat nice. and knocks him out. He wakes up; they're holding guns on him, so he doesn't <laughs> oh, wow. go anywhere. It's like, oh, Mickey Mouse, like uh, maybe a bit of an underdog. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Mickey's got you know a, bit of a scrappy. Uh, yeah, when the situation calls for, it, he's got to do what what's asked of him. Um, 
In December of 2019, both Mickey and Minnie served as special co-hosts of Wheel of Fortune for two weeks, while Vanna White served as the main host during Pat Sajak's absence. I feel like that Pat Sajak was on uh, trial for uh, his whereabouts (laughs) on January 6th. I think he was sick. I think he was like getting an operation or something or COVID, maybe. Facelift. He looks good. Great. I mean, if, when he gets facelifts, they do that during the off season. They he doesn't have an emergency facelift. No off season for Wheel of Fortune. It's, it's not every day, Tom. Yeah, and they film all of it in the course of two weeks. But I feel like that must that, that must have been such a fucking kick in the teeth for Vanna White. Like Vanna, uh, guess what? Pat Sajax, he's sick, and we've never asked you before, but. We're going to ask you, can you step up and be the host? And she's like, oh, my God, what a huge honor. That'd be great. But who are you going to do my job? We'll get fucking Mickey Mouse to do your job. (laughs) Yeah, and if he's busy, we'll get Minnie Mouse. I don't know. Any idiot in a costume. (laughs) Now, were they people in costumes yeah yeah or was it like cgi that they put across this no like all it does is light up the yeah no i think it was people um it was probably and they had the whammy technology since the 80s (laughs) they could just have them walk across the stage um i you know i don't know for sure but i kind of assumed it was like a disney week yeah uh episode to begin with i think they should film more tv shows at disney world I don't understand why it's like only special, uh, special weeks. You got you got audiences because coming it's through. like a big pain in the ass to like shoot a TV show at Disney World. Why? Why? Because you've got like a bunch of looky loos. It's just a much an more- audience. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about when I went to Universal Studios. Oh, like have sound stages there in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. 92, I think. Uh We walked into Universal Studios and they were like, hey, they came up to my family and they're like, hey, would you guys like to see a taping of Clarissa Explains It All over at Nickelodeon Mm -hmm. Studios? And my parents rightfully were like, we just paid like hundreds of dollars (laughs) to all come in here. We're not going to like spend the next four hours watching a sitcom taping. Yeah. But. How cool would it have been like uh, to see a live episode of uh, Clarissa Explains It All? What I'm saying is they pretend like there's like real studios and like movie stuff going uh-huh. like Disney's MGM yeah, yeah, Studios yeah. or Hollywood Studios and Universal mm-hmm. Studios. They don't actually film anything there. No. They should film things there. Yeah, I I it imagine fun. it was probably bad for like visitor satisfaction, probably because so many people who were not like your parents thought like, oh, this will be cool. And then, yeah, didn't realize the time commitment. And we're, well, you don't have to do it to somebody who just spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on tickets. And who are you going to do it to? You do it, you know. Oh, inst- the riffraff? The people outside? No, you do it like, hey, look, you don't have to, like, this is not counting. You're not paying to see this. Uh, this doesn't, I don't even, How? why Tom, do you care? Because I can't, I don't know, I have a lot of. <laughs> why do you wish they film more things in a, in a studio at Disney World? I, it was cool when I went to Nickelodeon Studios and we took the tour and I got to see the set of Roundhouse. <laughs> All right. Um, Tim, Disney officials have stated that 98% of children aged 3 to 11 around the world are at least aware of Mickey Mouse. Disney expected the Mickey Mouse and Friends brand 
to make $9 billion in retail sales in 2011. Wait, in one year? In one year. I mean, not not uh, profit, just revenue. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, dollars in sales. I'm sure that includes licensing and everything. But I mean that. I mean, you have a young kid. Like, there's so like my niece has. Uh, he doesn't have any Mickey Mouse stuff. He has really? that book that we inherited. My niece <laughs> Mickey Mouse holding a gun. <laughs> my niece has been into Minnie Mouse since she could like be into anything, and uh. I don't even understand how. Like there isn't a mini, she doesn't watch a Minnie Mouse cartoon or anything. Yeah. But I think it's just because there's so much of it. One of my son's classmates is a yeah. girl who's obsessed with Minnie Mouse. Yeah. She's got a, she's got this really cool uh, Minnie Mouse jean jacket. Oh. But it's like, also like, are, do you just know Minnie Mouse from this jean jacket? I think so. And yeah. I mean, I think that's what like. I, it's such a weird brand in that way that there are just so many people because, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate, but you're right. Mickey Mouse doesn't have a personality. Hmm. He's, he's a little bit of an underdog. Yeah. But he's not like a, like he's just a guy that goes like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a friendly yeah. underdog. Um, but so many people are into him and buy just so much shit with his uh, dopey face on it. And again, that's one of the big things. Like you are not going to be able to make merchandise now that now that Mickey's in the public domain because of that trademark issue. Right. Um, where even if I think like even if you're making a Mickey Mouse slasher movie, if you then tried to make, I don't know, action figures based on that movie, I think you'd run into problems over trademark. Uh, well, we should try it with, with that kind of we stuff. We should make action figures based on the movie and uh, bait both Disney and the producers of the movie. Mm-hmm. To come after us, and then we'll get the real headlines, Tom. <laughs> and then we'll just let them fight it out in court. <laughs> exactly. We'll we'll get into one of those uh, cartoon things where the big dust cloud comes, yeah, and, w- and everybody's fighting. Then we just step out. We go home. <laughs> we come record our podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mickey would love that. Mickey has met every U.S. president since Harry Truman, with the exception. Of Lyndon B. Johnson. Now, what the hell does that mean? I Mickey think... is a d- cartoon character. <laughs> Where did you get that factoid? I got it from Wikipedia. But I can also see Lyndon B. Johnson be like, I'm not meeting a fucking mouse. Yeah, but how do you do it? How did, how did fucking Eisenhower be like, yes, I'll meet this mouse? I don't know. Uh, the only did... There was a quote from when Obama met him, uh, Obama making a joke that he had bigger ears than than, uh... than he did. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know how. I think a lot of these meetings happen behind closed doors, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I know that uh, I know that uh, JFK uh, met with Minnie Mouse behind closed doors. Tim, that's a rumor. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can find all our social media links there. You can uh, follow me on social media at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide. This week we're doing a 2023 year in review for Books the Podcast, our podcast about books. The Booksmen Reflect. (laughs) The Booksmen Tell All. Uh, Books the Podcast available exclusively at patreon.com slash complete guide. Complete guy. No, complete guide. You know, the other thing is... um, 
Uh, oh yeah. I want let me just mention this number, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> in total, approximately 40%, this is in 1990s. Oh, no, it's not. Approximately 40% of Disney's revenues for consumer products are derived from Mickey Mouse merchandise, with revenues peaking in 1997. So I don't know what year that percentage is, but that's a lot of money from Mickey Mouse. Say it again. 40% of Disney's revenue for consumer products derived from Mickey Mouse merchandise. And that peaked in 1997. Okay. I could see that, you know, like, because, like, now it's like, uh, it's all Elsa and Anna. Well, and Marvel and Star Wars have to also, like, be up there. I haven't, I'm not familiar with. <laughs> like, not, with not necessarily. I wouldn't be surprised if Mickey's bigger than both of those, but I would be surprised if Mickey's stilting up 40%. When you've got these other big properties. Yeah, Elsa and Anna. Elsa and Anna, as you've said. Um, the other thing I want to say is... Moana. Uh, also, like, early copyrights, so weird. Because there were people for years saying that... Uh, the that there shouldn't be copyright, or like that the founding fathers actually didn't believe in copyright. Well, that, but also that like these movies did not clearly identify the copyright owner, and also misidentified the copyright year. Like nowadays, copyright laws way too protective, but much more protective in that. Things just kind they give of give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like, things, ah, he meant to write copyright, but he wrote exact, copyright. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like just putting something out, being able to prove something was out there. It's you have a de facto copyright uh, as long as you can like. If it comes up that you can go back and prove, yeah, no, look, I created this. Here's when it was first published. Blah blah blah. Whereas like back in the day, it was like there there weren't real firm rules, it seemed. And then new laws passed that said like anybody that didn't do it the way we kind of said you needed to, it doesn't apply. That's how things like, because I was always confused for years that things like uh, Night of the Living Dead were public domain, even though that was made, what, in the 60s, 70s? Yeah, 60s, I think. Um. And apparently it's public domain because they like fucked up the copyright notice. Yeah. See, uh, the way to copyright um, ska and punk lyrics, <laughs> uh-huh. just send it to yourself in an envelope through the mail. Send the lyrics in an envelope, in a sealed envelope, uh-huh. and then don't open it. That That's how your uh, old ska band copyrighted lyrics way back in yeah. the day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a known thing in the Long Island ska punk scene. Tub. I mean, I think that is still like, I mean, I think nowadays it's I like. I think they don't even require that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think nowadays they're like. But now it's like, we, we have a website. We to, to Spotify. Right. Like you, yeah. And also it's, you know, there, there's a website if you just want to do. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't send a, co- a, a, a letter to yourself that's postmarked that you can prove by opening in court, I guess. That, that would be fun and dramatic, though. It I would think be we were fun hoping and somebody would uh, sue you. <laughs> would, 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 would uh, contest the ownership of the lyrics to Mr. X by Channel 59. And claim that they, in fact, had written them. Yeah. And then we'd get to go to court and Dan would go up there and be like, like 
He'd have like a letter opener uh-huh. too, and be like, "You all see, and this is sealed, right?" Like yeah, the, the they probably have somebody. Have the, be... the judge would inspect it with a with an eye glass. Yeah, it, uh, it appears to be sealed to my. It's a southern court. Of yeah, course, of course, where this is happening. Yeah, I think actually the the judge would get to open it, right? Yeah, maybe just to prove there's no sleight of hand going on. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, in summation. Uh, do whatever you want with Mickey Mouse now. Make him fuck. Make him suck. Who cares? <laughs> See, that's all you can think of. Make him kill. All right. We'll see you next week. What's Mr. Beast all about? That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>